Hello, Calgary fans, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm so sorry that we were behind on today's schedule. I had planned on recording last night, but I fell under the weather. And then I was going to record before work this morning, but it's hard to record a podcast when you um, are nasally (laughs) and have little to no voice. So... As I'm feeling better, I figured maybe get you through our evening commute home. Hello, and I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. And I am so happy to be back. This is my second week with you guys, and we're going to have some fun. I always say that, but I really mean it, and I'm looking forward to another great week with you guys. So thank you again if you have rated, subscribed, suggested this podcast to a friend, or if you're tuning in for the first time, it's so nice to hang out with you, and I hope that you enjoy the show. So we've got a lot to talk about. We have a weekend recap to cover, a a good win, and a very, very upsetting game to talk about from Sunday night, and if you missed the game, I'm sure you've already uh, been filled in, and we have, uh, you know, we have to talk about how great the International Women's Day broadcast was. I thought it was fantastic, but before we jump into that, let's rewind to Friday evening when the Coyotes were in town. It was Hockey is for Everyone night at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. And I thought that, again, it was really great. It was very nice to see um, the positivity on the Flames Twitter account rather than, um, you know, the typical ignorance that you see on some Twitter accounts, and I just want to, you know, praise uh, Flames fans for that, because, I mean, being a decent human being is not hard, but some people act as if it is. So, Calgary native Taylor Hall was in town, and he was the first one to get Arizona on the board. Well, let's let's pause for a minute. But uh, what do we see it as a possibility for Taylor Hall to come home? Is he gonna pull a John Tavares and come home to Calgary and take a hometown discount to play in front of his friends and family and you know have a really nice, great big homecoming? Or is he gonna go somewhere? It's a little bit more of a cup contender. Maybe somewhere warmer. Where is he going to land? But uh, that's a whole nother podcast episode we can talk about. But let's dive right back in. So Calgary uh, went to the power play after Arizona gets called for hooking. And then, of course, Johnny Hockey swoops in with his sixth power play goal of the season, assisted by Matthew Tuchuk and Sean Monahan. And then less than a minute later, TJ Brody... Again, had a fantastic goal, uh, notching his fourth of the season. So two 
of his last four goals have come in their last five games, <laughs> which is great. You know, you love to see a player find stride, whether it be beginning of the season, middle of the season, on the tail end. You know, kind of hope that that momentum carries over. And uh, the second period was really only, it, it was fine. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, Noah Hannafin went to the bin for holding and Eric Gustafson went for holding. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the penalty kill uh, didn't, really, didn't really do much. But uh, Michael Backlund scored and he was assisted by Andrew Mondrapani and Matthew Tuchuk again. Uh, Carl Soderberg scored to make it 3-2. Cam Talbot had 32 saves. And I just want to reiterate that Cam Talbot is a fantastic goalie. And while he does have great games, we do have to appreciate a tandem. And he cannot start every single game. And Riddick is going to have to get in there like we saw last night. But uh, Mark Giordano uh, and TJ Brody were time on ice leaders. Mark had 23 minutes, nearly 24. And Brody was uh, just under 21 minutes. Matthew Tichuk had three points. And, you know, I think that Tichuk is a fantastic hockey player. And watching him closer now than I did as a fan you know just you know, you just watch hockey games and you watch what what's on but now watching as somebody who covers the team I really do think that he is a crucial asset to this team and he will fall into like the core eventually like, he will be what they built the team around um, you know, one for four on the power play, not great, not great at all. You know, congrats, you have, you know, 25%, but there's no reason to not go at least 50% there. Um, got really have to work on that. It's uh, not great. <laughs> I think that it's too late in the season to really be messing around with your power play and not being uh, a cohesive unit, you know, it's it's time to produce and let's do it now. But I, what I thought was interesting, uh, Calgary had 27 gig, uh, gigaways, wow, 27 giveaways give versus Arizona's nine. That stood out to me. And then class, what did we learn? What did we learn from this game? Well, don't suck on the power play. Uh, I think that, you know, you didn't have to do much penalty killing because you, know, you only had four penalty minutes all game, and you don't have to – can't complain about that. Um, you know, again, tighten up on the power play, figure out how to make yourself a cohesive unit. It's just unacceptable. <laughs> And then, Sunday, Sunday, you know, we learned that David Riddick is starting in goal. And going into this, he was 4-5-1 and one against Vegas. 
And because he hasn't been too, doing too hot at, you know, in general and, and at home, fans are not happy. And, you know, I feel like the expectation was set based on Twitter and social media. Everybody was just kind of like, okay, we're, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those games. And, and it was. <laughs> but uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves, I just want to talk about the amazing broadcast team. Leah Haxtell and Cassie Campbell were fantastic. Uh, Leah did, did a great job uh, with the play-by-play. Personally, I've only ever done or attempted play-by-play while uh, my boyfriend plays NHL. Hockey's a fast game, and you have to be entertaining, and you have to have that sort of theatrical and, you know, you have to have the flair to the game and not make it unbearable to watch. There are bad broadcast teams out there, and this was not one of them. You know, there are some people who get way too into it, and they're using nicknames for the puck that you've never heard before. They're calling everything flips, flares, and doodads, and zip, zap, zorps, and you, you don't know what's going on if you're just listening and not watching. But uh, I, I liked Cassie, too. It's hard, it has to be hard knowing when to jump in and create small talk. Personally, small talk is not my favorite thing especially when there's already something going on and you're just kind of trying to, you know, get yourself in there and make yourself heard. But um, now the game starts, puck drop, and uh, Vegas gets on the board first. And then Holden makes it uh, 2 nothing. So naturally, Flames, or Flames fans are going everywhere on Twitter saying, Pull Riddick, the stinks, and blah, blah, blah. Like, just overreacting, you know? Still the first 20 minutes of the game. And then uh, Backlund scores, but goalie interference was called, so it was called back. This next part, it hurt to watch. Noah Hannafin catches uh, the brunt of Lucic's hit, and uh, he doesn't return, so he hobbles down the tunnel, and he doesn't come back. He is, um, the update, I believe, was a lower body injury, or upper body injury, rather, sorry. So he's out, and that's your time on ice leader, one of them. So strong defenseman. You're really, it's a problem when you lose him. And that go, it, it goes to show as the rest of this game goes on. Uh, Max Pacioretty scores his 32nd goal of the season, so now Vegas is up 3-0. Uh, Milan Lucic scores his 6th of the season. And if you remember, in the first episode, I believe, I mentioned that the Flames are, or were, 5-0 and uh, five and oh when Lucic scores. So everybody on Twitter, and, you know, I personally, I was like, let's go. Like, this is a great sign. We're turning it around. And then Calgary scores again, and it, you know, they're within one, and a win is finally in reach, and it feels like the Flames have kind of alleviated a little bit of uh, Riddick's stress, and you could just, you know, get a little offense going and get a little kick in there. And when they are in comeback mode, it feels like that's when they've 
gone into overdrive and it's just it's perfect like there's a very smooth game of hockey played whether it be the second period or the third and then uh to chuck ties it within uh he ties it with three minutes to go and i think that's when a lot of people kind of accepted that you know we're walking away with this with a point that's all you can ask for it's a divisional game against the best team in the division (laughs) so you gotta just you take what you can get and uh unfortunately the flames just checked out they threw on their invisibility cloaks and they said we'll allow one goal and then riddick is pulled and an empty net scores or an empty net goal is scored and then the final was five three I don't think that this game falls on Riddick's back. One of your best defensemen is out, and everybody else was uh, was forced to step up, and there's longer shifts. And, you know, it's not easy to do. I've never played a shift of hockey, but I, I can't imagine it being easy. And when you're playing against a team like Vegas... They know how to attack, and if you're not on your game, they're going to capitalize on that, and they know your weakness, and they can see right through you. So I think that the fans who are blaming Riddick for this loss maybe didn't watch the game as closely, uh, don't understand how losing a key component of your team affects the rest of the game. I don't know. Personally, I think that that might be uh that might be a little maybe something they can work on watching the game a little closer um it was it's hard watching a goalie struggle and it's even harder watching people drag that athlete like i um was scrolling through social media naturally because i like to hear what you guys have to say and what your takeaway is because again You're bringing a new perspective to me, just like I'm trying to bring (laughs) you through this podcast. So it's kind of like we're having a discourse, a discussion about um, Riddick's performance. Some people were just dragging him through the mud and being unrealistic and just, I I don't think people were nice about it. (laughs) And um, I just... I really think that Riddick needs something to get that confidence back, but I don't know if it's going to happen this season. I really think that Jeff Ward needs to make a decision of playing Talbot consistently. And I just, (laughs) I don't know. I feel really bad for Riddick because I'm sure that he sees his critics. Huh, Riddick's critics. Sorry. (laughs) But... And and being in the game and having that happen is just, it's got to be a confidence killer. But also, the offense just completely collapsing and the defense just completely collapsing within the final minutes of a game is not acceptable. See, I feel like we come back to the term unacceptable constantly in every single episode. So that's something that's got to change. We got to start seeing something that we can praise rather than saying that's bad 
unacceptable. We need to change that. But uh, speaking of which, <laughs> they only had one power play and one penalty kill, so congrats, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you can only do so much. Uh, Jeff Ward went on to say post game, uh, we can't hang our heads on that. It's disappointing, but we've got to pick ourselves up and get moving again. And I think that that is something that we can elaborate on and kind of, you know, it's one loss, yes. While it is unacceptable to walk away with no points after you tie it up with three minutes to go, you know, you can't perseverate on it. You have to be able to move forward and say, we're on to the Islanders. And that's that's just the way it's got to be because if you perseverate on every single loss, you're going to be miserable. There's no other way to put it. You're just you're going to get stuck in a negative headspace and you're going to perseverate on every little detail. And not only does that affect your game, it affects you mentally. And that ment- the me- that negative mentality will affect your game and it's a vicious cycle until you break it. And this Calgary team is so good. They're just a little just a little fine-tuning needed. And I really think that they'll be okay for the playoffs. And, fun fact, if the playoffs started today, I know that they don't, but if they did, we would have a battle of Alberta, and that is all I stinking want. So I hope, I hope that's what we get. Uh, yeah, so let's, this, we've got a slow week ahead of us. This week, uh, the Islanders come to town, and then the Jets land in Calgary on Saturday. So, you know, we got two games this week. The Islanders are currently third for the wild card, and they play the Canucks on Tuesday. The Canucks are um, fourth in the Pacific, so, you know, right behind the Flames. So it is kind of important for the Islanders to win this game. So go Islanders, I guess, on Tuesday. And then this is actually the last two home games before a busy week on the road. So the next week is the week of... Sorry, I'm just trying to grab my planner right in front of me. The week of the 15th, there's a back-to-back, and then a day off, thankfully, and then a game on Thursday, day off Saturday, I mean, day off Friday, and a game, a day off Friday, and a game on Saturday. So, you know, it's a busy week, busy two weeks, but, uh, there are only four game, four home games left in the month of, month of March. And I feel like that's a good thing, but also kind of not because I feel like the Flames have really regained their confidence playing at home. They certainly, they're certainly seeing more success at home than they were earlier this season. But I will close this out here, and I would just like to say that I have a challenge for you. Right now, I want you 
to ask your smart device, whether that be your phone, your Alexa, your, I don't know, your Amazon Fire Stick, you to ask it, hey, smart device, play Locked On Bruins. Ian, a dear friend of mine who actually got me into covering hockey. So I would love for you guys to go give his show a listen. Tell him that I sent you. And just enjoy a nice little hockey podcast, another one. I'm so sorry that this is out later than normal, but have a fantastic Monday, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.